This is the Big K Morning Show. Larry Richard with Marty Griffin. Yesterday, a special counsel released their report on President Biden and the classified documents he possessed and determined there was no criminal charges. However, in the course of that, questioned his mental capabilities. Um, Ron Layton is one of my close friends, one of my boys. Um, we could be family, honestly. Uh, we hang out a lot. He's been in my house. We, we eat dinner. We, my kids love him. My wife loves him. That aside, the smartest man I've ever known. And that aside, Ron, how long were you what I would describe as Joe Biden's right-hand man? So, Larry and Marty, uh, good morning, and thanks for having me uh, back on KDKA. You know, I, I, I got to tell you, I, I'm hesitant to think or to suggest that any, uh, particularly in the capacity of an active Secret Service agent, I'm really hesitant to suggest that, that any of those agents – I mean, you take an oath to the Constitution for right. a protective uh, non-staff, right. I and mean, you're not a staffer. Right. So I don't want to characterize it that way. But if you're asking, right. you know, have I been around every living president? Did I serve four presidents? Uh, have I been on a good number of trips, uh, you know, overseas with Mr. Biden? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Actually, I stand corrected. You're right. But you were in the room for his entire vice presidency, pretty much. Yeah, I, I was certainly in, in proximity, sure. I was not on the vice president's detail. But fundamentally, Marty, you're asking, have I been in his presence um, more than one time? Uh, of course, yeah. Well, I think over the term of four presidents, you served in various capacities right. with the Sacred Service, right? Which means that you and the men and women you worked with would be very much in the know of what's going on with both the president and vice president, correct? Yeah, of course. But, I, I, you know, there is a line that guys cross sometimes, and I don't need to name any names. Right. You are you are not a staffer. You are there nice. to do a job nice. that is non-political. And I told every agent uh, that um, worked for me or I worked with, look, um, if you want to get into to the political side of it, turn in that gun and badge. But other than that, the politics st uh, stuff is somebody else's work. So yeah. is it fair, because I know it is, for us to say the Biden that you see now is different than you saw when he was vice president? Is that fair, sir? Oh, it's m more than fair. I think everybody can see that. If you read that special counsel report, right. it's, it's a tough read. And, and in your world, because you're smart. You're brilliant. What has changed, sir? So I, I think if we relate the experiences that we all have right. um, as, as adults, you, you, you clearly see, think of our own families, think of our parents, uh, anyone who is aging. You see a, just a general slowing down. Um, you see, uh, uh, you know, oftentimes difficulty in remembering events or putting things in the context. We all see this. This is, I mean, we're not building rockets here. Right. Uh, when, when somebody gets older, you, you very clearly see uh, that they're, they're not the same. And Ron, this is a big leap for you, and I'm not asking you to be the one guy who knows everything on this. Would it be fair to say, because of what you just described, as a situation that puts us as a country at risk, sir? Could put us at risk, sir? I mean, ultimately, you're talking about, you know, the person who is the final decision maker. 
I mean, we, we, that's why we hire a United States president. Right. So I think uh, as, as an American, not anything to do with my you know, former roles, right. as an American, I want the best person for, for the job. And so I know from being in that environment, there are multitudes of individuals who support United States presidents, particularly on the, on the military side, on the diplomatic side, those kinds of things. But at the end of the day, you want someone who is clear-headed in their right mind to make, <clears throat> to make the decisions to be able to effectuate their policies for the betterment of this great nation. This, uh, so, prosec- yeah, be- this prosecutor pretty much described him as an old man with a bad memory. Is that fair? Yeah, you know, uh, I don't know if I've ever seen a, this was not a charging document. Yep, it wasn't. But I, I, found, I found it fascinating, his choice yep. of words. Yep, yep. Uh, I got to tell you, I don't know if I've ever seen a document uh, that as a basis or a justification uh, to not charge uh, cited cognitive issues. Uh, one of the things that I've not heard nationally, yep. there are significant parallels between this case and a 2015 case that was pretty high profile with General Petraeus. Oh. Um, there are wow. indications where if you, if you read the report and then you read the Petraeus report, look, it comes down to this. Did you know you have it? And did you orally or otherwise disclose it to somebody else? So in the Petraeus case, he pled guilty to uh, unauthorized disclosure to a biographer. If you look at the current matter under review, you're talking about the, the president who made a disclosure in the form of a ghostwriter. The thing that's different about this one is the ghostwriter actually went out and destroyed the audio tape. I, I think that's pretty damning. It doesn't talk about why they did not charge him, likely because he cooperated and they were able to make a recovery of those files. But there's a lot of parallels there. Um, I, I look at a lot of it like this. If the average grade in the government's a GS-10, $60,000. Right. If you were a GS-10, if Marty or Ron or Larry did the same thing, it, it, I don't know if you get a pass on that. All right. well, well, yeah, in, in essence, the report said, my man, you broke the law, but we're not going to charge you because you don't remember. I mean, in essence, right? Right. Uh, that's exactly uh, what it says. I mean, right. there, there's, there's, there, there are things in the report that if you read it, yep. um, there's difficulty determining dates, uh, the position held during certain dates. I, it's, it, it's hard to read. And it's also, is it, is it not fair to say, if we're not going to charge him, how the hell can we charge Trump in a perfect world, sir? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, there are going to be a lot of people that are going to look at this as a double standard. Yep. I mean, yep. a, a little context here. You know how many documents are, and, and I'm not, trust me, if this was you or I, we'd be prosecuted. But the point right, is, right. Uh, there are 50 million classified documents Whoa. every year. Whoa. 50 million. Whoa. So I will say this in the defense of, you know, <laughs> It is really hard, this system that we have for classification and the tracking system, it's, 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 it's broken because you, you find out that a lot more people have these documents in areas that they should not than really is, m- makes any sense at all. Well, they said the difference in this case was when they asked President Biden about the documents, he gave them up 
And then when they asked Donald Trump about the documents, he wouldn't give them up. To which I say, Marty Griffin robs a bank. And they come to the house. And I say, here's the money. Does Marty Griffin go to jail? Does he, Ron? So, of course. But, Marty, here's the thing. Here's the distinguishing feature to get into the weeds just a little bit, not a whole lot. Right, right, right. It's, it's, it's the defiance of a subpoena. Nice. Bottom line, wow. though, Ron, in okay. this case. That's beautiful. Bottom line, is wow. there enough cogniz- cognitive issues where Republicans are asking for him to, A, step down or try to invoke the 25th Amendment, which has never successfully been evoked? So uh, way outside of Ron's uh, right, expertise right. and outside of Ron's uh, bailiwick. And look, you bring me on the show for things like analysis, right. um, not advocacy. Nice. Um, but, but, I, but obviously, there's – put it this way. I, I'll tell you this, and I worked in four White Houses. Of course. There are some very, very difficult conversations going on this morning. There are. We wow. always appreciate your expertise, Ron. Thank you. Guys, thanks and be well. My brother. And, and you know we'll be calling you again. <laughs> you know what's funny about you, you know what's funny about memory? And this is a true story. Stay one second, Ron. So I get to work this morning and I get out of the car. And you can't get in this building without your wallet. True story, Ron. I start dropping the F bomb because I forgot my wallet. I gotta go back home and get it. True story. I get into the car reach in my pocket, and I find my wallet. Does that mean I'm in decline? Well, this is coming from a man, Ron, that came in twice with his pants inside out, but don't what let I'm that saying fool is, you. What I'm saying is we all have SHI blank as we get older. No, there's a lot of sugar, honey, and iced tea as we get older. Nice. Um, but, but for sure, this is an issue that as society gets older, yep. We, 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 you know, again, we're not, this is not rocket science here. Right on. Obviously, we're looking at someone who is in some level of, of, of decline. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, people talk about the differences between the two uh, principles. Uh, I think one is driven by the narrative. I think the narrative is, is driven by frailty. Nice. My brother. Again, Ron Lake, thank you, sir. Have a super weekend. Yeah. Thank you. Be well. Who's going to win the Super Bowl, please? San Francisco. Kansas City, man. One pizza from Minio's on the line here. (laughs) Deal. Hey, uh, how about Napa Prime? How about that? I'll do that. I'll do that. Deal. Let me know. I'll drive by. Of course you will. For an appetizer. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ron.